It's June 15th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, Ukraine is showing no signs of obeying a Russian ultimatum to surrender the eastern city of Sieverodonetsk by this morning. Planes announced by Moscow to open a humanitarian corridor for the more than 500 civilians holed up in the Azot chemical factory plant were disrupted, Russian-backed separatists said, blaming shelling by Ukraine. British intelligence said the fighters in the chemical plant could survive underground, and Russian forces would likely remain focused on them, keeping them from attacking elsewhere. President Joe Biden said Tuesday that the U.S. will build temporary silos on Poland's border with Ukraine to facilitate the export of grain out of Ukraine and address surging food prices amid Russia's invasion. The plan is an attempt to circumvent the Russian blockade in the Black Sea, which has upended global trade routes and held back more than 25 million tons of grain from the world food supply. U.S. and Ukrainian officials have said that Russian forces are continuing to target Ukraine's grain silos and agricultural infrastructure while stealing grain from the country, exacerbating the food crisis. Bloomberg is reporting that Russia may be only a few months from needing to slow operations for a major regroup. However, Russia's troubles may not come soon enough to provide relief to Ukraine's beleaguered forces in the eastern Donbass area. Ukrainian officials say that they are losing a hundred or more a day and giving up ground across the region. Despite their apparent success, Russia has lost a large amount of tanks and armored personnel carriers and has been forced to dip into stocks of older equipment, including the decades-old T-62 tank from its eastern military district. If the Kremlin's manpower and equipment issues become severe enough to force it to push for some kind of ceasefire deal that could confront Ukraine and its allies with the painful choice between giving up territory for an end to the fighting or continuing the war. Elsewhere, President Biden will visit the Middle East region from July 13th through the 16th to reinforce the United States' ironclad commitment to Israel's security and prosperity and attend a summit of the Gulf Cooperation Council plus Egypt, Iraq, and Jordan. He will also meet with counterparts from across the region, including stops in Israel, the West Bank, and Saudi Arabia, to advance U.S. security, economic, and diplomatic interests. To hear more about the political ramifications of the trip and Biden's changing policy toward Saudi Arabia, tune into the Deep State Radio podcast, where yesterday David Rothkopf discussed these and other issues with David Sanger, Ed Luce, and Rosa Brooks. At least 1.7 million hungry people in South Sudan are losing humanitarian food aid at the worst possible time as the United Nations World Food Program suspends the help blaming critical funding shortages. South Sudan faces unprecedented hunger amid climate shocks, soaring food prices linked to the war in Ukraine and recovery from civil war. Over 60% of the population of more than 11 million people 
faces severe food insecurity, according to the World Food Program, which said it had to halve food rations last year. Among those now losing food aid in the middle of South Sudan's lean season are 178,000 children who will no longer be able to receive school meals. Pakistanis have been urged to drink less tea to keep the economy afloat as the world's largest tea importer grapples with soaring inflation and a fast depreciating rupee. The country's federal minister for planning and development on Tuesday told reporters that Pakistanis could reduce their tea consumption by one or two cups per day as imports are putting additional financial strain on the government. Many in Pakistan took to social media to ridicule the plea, saying cutting tea consumption would do little to ease the country's economic woes. Brazilian police have arrested a second suspect as they probe the disappearance of journalist Dom Phillips and indigenous expert Bruno Pereira. Mr. Phillips and Mr. Pereira went missing in a remote part of the Amazonian rainforest on the 5th of June. Police said the suspect, Oceni da Costa de Oliveira, did not resist arrest on suspicion of homicide based on witness accounts that placed the two suspects at the supposed scene of the crime. Canada and Denmark have agreed to split ownership of Hans Island, a 1.2-square-kilometer mound of rock halfway between Nunavut and Greenland. The new border will divide the island roughly in half, following a natural ravine from north to south. Hans Island has been the subject of a good-natured impasse since 1973, when Canada and Denmark established a border through the Nares Strait between Ellesmere Island and Greenland, but failed to reach an agreement about the uninhabited outcrop. Since then, the dispute has been dubbed the Whiskey War due to military ships visiting the island and planting flags and bottles of Canadian whiskey or Danish schnapps to mark their territory. In lighter news, Netflix is recruiting participants for a reality TV show inspired by its most popular series of all time, Squid Game. 456 recruits from around the world will play games where the worst fate is going home empty-handed, missing out on a $4.56 million prize. Participants need to be at least 21 years old, they must speak English, and be available for up to four weeks in early 2023 for filming. Netflix faces intense competition from streaming rivals, and in April reported a sharp drop in subscribers. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, Chris and I spoke with Luke Schleusner, president of Alton National Security, about LGBTQ plus issues in the field. Thanks to our new members and our longtime members for making these interviews possible. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources. And tune in to Next in Foreign Policy, 
where I spoke to Guy Mantel about the Summit of the Americas. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.